it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're celebrating Schlocktober with Tom Sumner. Tamarine man. no place I'm going to. In the jingle, jangle morning, I'll come following you. Take me on a trip on your magic swirling ship my senses have been stripped my hands can't feel to grip my toes too numb to step wait only for my boot heels to be wandering Ready 
to go anywhere. I'm ready for the fade into my own parade. Cast your dance and spell my way. I promise to go under it. I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to. In the jingle, jangle morning, I'll come following you. everybody welcome to the show I'm Tom Sumner and uh, welcome to Schlocktober 2020 and what's Schlocktober uh, without William Shatner each and every day in the month of October we play a different odd or unusual or horrible recording where you might love the artist you might love the song but uh, maybe not so much together we got a great show today coming up uh, in in just a few minutes we're going to be talking with um, Susan Bahari, who is a sculpturist. And uh, tomorrow, she has a big unveiling at Arlington National Cemetery, Cemetery at the uh, Women of the Military uh, Monument. And, and we'll find out all about that. Plus, uh, at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk with um, Patrick uh, Quinn from uh, Brainly about a, a survey they just did that shows Michigan students rank number four in the U.S. for most time spent reading over the summer. We're going to talk all about that with Patrick. But uh, today is Friday, which means we have a musical guest. It is Greg, Greg Nagy. He's been uh, doing a thing on uh, Facebook that's really fun where he plays a different song every day for 30 days and he's up to i think day 24 or something anyway we're gonna um, have him on we're gonna hear some of those songs in fact we're gonna hear one next this is the newest one that uh, that he just posted and, and it was a request from one of his fans and and people who've been following these posts and it's uh a song that was made famous by Glenn Campbell, but here you'll like the artist and the song.
singing in the Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My uh, guest this hour is an internationally acclaimed sculptor named Susan Bahari, who has uh, a new sculpture called The Pledge that's been selected to sit at the only major national memorial honoring all women who have served in or with America's military. Uh, pretty uh, pretty lofty stuff. This uh, monument is... Um, going to be uh unveiled tomorrow actually um saturday yeah exactly um anyway susan bahari joins me by phone susan welcome to the show thank you so much and congrats and congratulations on this momentous uh, occasion um, unveiling a monument is is always a big deal thank you it's well for me personally it's it's just amazing I mean I've dedicated most of my professional career in honoring through my monuments uh, these great people who serve us whether in the military or law enforcement and this is certainly a high point uh, for sure I mean to have a monument like this um, honoring all the women, past, present, and future, who have served in the military, 
is is quite a a large task, and, and it's quite uh, an honor and very humbling for me to be part of it. It's so deserving for our women, and I'm so glad that it's happening. And I truly hope people will visit the wonderful Women's Memorial at the very gateway of Arlington Cemetery and see the pledge. Yeah, the the uh, now you were commissioned by the U.S. War Dogs Association, and yes. um, was it always intended or that this would be part of the Women's Memorial at Arlington? I'll tell you how it came about: is that the uh, United States War Dogs Association commissioned me to create a sculpture honoring all female military working dog handlers. And they wanted to also honor all women of the military. And we felt that the best possible place imaginable would be at the Women's Memorial. And so it was gifted by them to the Women's Memorial with open arms. And they're so happy to have it. It's, it's all very exciting. That's that's interesting because when I saw that you had been commissioned by the U.S. War Dogs Association, I wondered if it was their idea to commemorate women dog handlers, or if that was something you know that you brought into the equation. Well, I always wanted to honor our female military working dog handlers. I've done so many monuments throughout the world and in the United States. Uh, and it hadn't included a woman yet. It had been commissions of others uh, and animals. And so this this was something that um, I would say U.S. War Dogs and I were very like-minded about. And uh, the beauty of that is that um, not only is it the first you know, monument in the United States to honor all our female military working dog handlers, but as you probably mentioned, it's 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 also the first one in, in our in our nation's capital to honor all women in all the jobs they do. So the job of a military working dog handler is one of the most dangerous jobs you can imagine in the military. They're out front with their dog, making sure it's safe for all the others to come through. And so by showing this very emotional piece called the pledge. I believe that the animal will help draw people in and then learn so much that they will find in that museum and memorial about the history of the service and sacrifice of our military women. And I think that that war dog, that war dog memorial is something that uh, can do that. I've seen it happen uh, all, everywhere. So while it does show that representation, that draws, opens people's hearts, as animals do, and as I hope this piece will, and then it opens their minds to and, and educates them to the all the roles that women have played through our history in the military. More with internationally acclaimed sculptor of the Pledge, Susan Bahari. Straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky, soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, pearly gate rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in checker money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Summer Program.com 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with internationally acclaimed sculptor of The Pledge, Susan Bahari. Straight ahead. I'm so glad that you you did this piece and that you were willing to talk to me about this piece because I, I have to admit, um, you're talking so casually about the women who work with service dogs in the military, and it had never crossed my mind that there were women dog handlers in the military. I, that's embarrassing to say out loud. But I generally think of men handling dogs, and those are the images that come to mind. And it it begs the question, is that a lot more common than we realize? And, and kudos to you for drawing attention to it. Oh, well, thank you. It's really my honor to be that conduit to, to do that, uh, uh, I, I'll tell you that, um, yes, there are more and more women serving all the time in the military, including as military working dog handlers, and there will be many at this unveiling event. By the way, it's open to the public the next day by ticket, and tickets and in the future they can visit. Uh, and so, yes, um, it's certainly, uh, and it's, it's a job that is done by so many, you know, women across the board, just as the military is so diverse. And when I created the piece, uh, I had in mind and photographs diverse women in different jobs and tried to incorporate that into the woman, into the female. I think I should maybe describe the piece uh, if well, you like. Yeah, we've, we've been talking about it without actually saying that the image is of a woman handling a, uh, a military dog. Yes, and um, uh, what it is, is if you can imagine this, it's the female military working dog handler in full combat gear with her rifle on her back and helmet, and she's kneeling down, and she is facing her seated war dog, and they're looking right into each other's eyes, and the dog's paw is on her knee and her hands on the paw and her other hands on the face of the dog, and they're staring at each other, and it's that moment. They're pledged to each other to protect and defend our country, and it's right before they go into battle. So it's quite, um, it's capturing that, that moment that really I think is so emblematic of our women across the board in the military. You know, it's a combination of so many things. It's, it's their strength. It's their sense of duty. You know, it's their ability. It's their compassion. And you know their willingness to put themselves on the lines, on the line, as as the animals do for us, so effectively that they serve for us as well. And I don't know if we actually mentioned the name of the sculpture itself. Perhaps we did, but it is in fact called the Pledge. When you were commissioned um, by the U.S. War Dogs Association, was it? their intention to honor women this way because of the fact that um, that this year, 2020, marked the 100th anniversary of uh, the 19th Amendment giving women the right to vote? Yes, and we had discussed it prior to that and, and thought that the timing would be perfect. And it takes quite a while to make a sculpture as well. <laughs> And so um, it all worked out. I think it's really meant to be. I hope it's meant to be. 
the women really deserve this recognition. I, you uh, know, and, uh, you know, yeah. Susan, I don't think I've had a sculpture artist on the show. Or yeah, I guess I did. I had one who was uh, local and had had done some pieces around town here. Um, but I'm I'm very curious because this is. Uh, made out of bronze most of us have this picture of sculpture artists working with clay and shaping clay working with bronze has got to be way different than that well it's actually the first step um after all the research and photos and possibly getting models at that point you do like a metal armature like a skeleton you do add the clay to it it's a lot of work and when it's done a mold is made and then a bronze is cast from the mold in a five-step casting process through the foundation that involves many talented people and quite an effort. And then do you, um, it's, it's going to be sitting on top of a polished black granite pedestal. Do you yeah. put it all together and assemble the entire thing and then it's moved to its location? Or is it sent in pieces, parts, and some assembly oh, well, required? <laughs> well, after the after the bronze is completely made, which does require a great deal of very technical, it's a very technically difficult piece, and all that assembly of, of welding the pieces together that came out of the various 25 molds come together and finish it with the metalwork and the patina, then it's shipped in a crate, and then it goes to the memorial where it's greeted by its free made granite base that's installed at that time in, in that place. Did you have um, models for the images, either uh, living person and dog or, or uh, photographs? How did you, yeah. f- you know, figure out what the dog would look like and what the, the woman would look like? Well, I, 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 as I mentioned, you know, like I did use um, photos to inspire me of, of diverse women through, through time who have served and had that up. And I looked at that as a composite, as I do with many of my works. And then I come up with something <laughs> that just happens from looking at that. And, and it, it becomes something unique. And then with the dog, it's the same thing. But I did have a wonderful dog model that was actually a male that I converted in every way to female <laughs> because let's face it, it's got to be a female dog in this piece. <laughs> well, granted, especially given where the, the sculpture uh, ended up residing. Um, yeah. The, um, I, you know, I'm fascinated by the creative process, Susan, and and it tickled me a little when you said, "And I just came up with something," <laughs> like like that's <laughs> like that's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just pray, you know. I mean, you just get out there and you give it your very best, and you, I believe it, it comes from somewhere, you know. And you just kind of, it's a lot of a lot of work. That's technical research, a lot of concentration a lot of measuring but at some point it just the inspiration it just it just has to come from somewhere and and it just hopefully what you're feeling in your heart will come out in your hands onto the clay how long did it take to get this all done well you know um from the very beginning of the discussion of this till now it's been about a year and a half i believe 
Um, and the piece itself, uh, certainly um, nine months or more of work. Uh, so it's um, quite, a, quite a job, but it's so worth it because you hope that for generations to come, you know, people not just in the military will feel proud to see it and inspired, but that people outside the military will better appreciate our women in the military and, and young children will be inspired and, you know, hopefully it, it can be healing and, and be a source of education and inspiration down the road. This is a little off topic, Susan, but I can't help wondering if someone accomplished like yourself who um, works in sculpture, if it bothers you um, or what your thoughts are when you see monuments and, and sculptures being removed from places? Yeah. Well, that's a good question, timely question. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about it because... I would think. Um, yeah, I, because I guess the closest I've come to to my personal feeling about it is that I I think we we do need to respect the fact that if a monument is upsetting the public so much that it's creating terrible uh, um, results, that we really have to take that under consideration. Um, and, and another way of approaching it is with certain monuments that maybe aren't on the far end of the, of the, of the controversial scale. Perhaps there are other ways to deal with that because we do need to tell our history. Uh, we go, when, where do we draw the line? It's a slippery slope. Where do we draw the line where we don't show where people's minds were in history at a certain time and where we just eliminate art. And I know they've chosen to move art into museums sometimes. I see that. Uh, I think another way to deal with it, depending on the piece, of course, is to put a plaque explaining, you know, the history and the evolution of us from that period forward. But at some point, we, we have to recognize that we are an evolving society and that we hopefully will be better with each passing year. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. it 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 just seems to me that uh, it. I don't know if it's something that we need to do to continue to evolve, um, or if somehow we're turning everything temporary. I know what you mean. I, I, I really believe in respecting our history, and I love our country. And um, I love our country uh, for whatever good and bad has ever happened, because you've got to love your country. I think through time we all do our best. Certainly we've done a lot of things we regret as we go forward, and we try to m and make, you know, make things better and correct our mistakes. So... Yeah, um, I, I think that we have to think long and hard before we tear, you know, um, uh, things down. Um, and But I, I, I can see where there are times when it, it might be necessary to move them. Uh, and, um, and, and, and certainly another approach is to add monuments, add monuments that make that correction, that show where we are today, where we are today as a people. And that might be a very instructional way to handle it. I, you know, that's that's a brilliant idea, Susan. 
Um, has has anybody approached that? I mean, you mentioned, and and I've read stories about uh, uh, you know certain monuments being moved into museums and so on, um, but I don't know that I've seen where anyone has tried to do something corrective about the message through art. Well, I have noticed, and I think this is a good thing, I have noticed that there was much more of a movement in the last year or two to have um, representation of, um, of people who have not been represented in the past as much, and to even use female artists. <laughs> which, is, which I certainly approve of. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And and, and uh, I stand ready to keep doing and, it. <laughs> and 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 bringing the conversation full circle. Um, in many ways, that's what the pledge does, and is a part of this. Uh, yeah, one of all a, be proud of this. Yeah, this one of a kind uh, women's monument at uh, Arlington National Cemetery, and it's got to be a huge honor to be represented at that historic location. It, it truly is. I, I, I don't think I've totally gotten my head around it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's humbling. I mean, I've had a, a great career that I'm very proud of, and I've been very fortunate so far with all the great, you know, sculptures I've done all over the world and, you know, and great monuments to great animals and people. And, but but this truly, it's hard to imagine a, a more sacred place at a more poignant time in our history to be have that. And I, I just consider it all. It's just really humbling, as I said. I just, um, I the way I look at it is, you know, um, I'm going to put it out there, and I just pray that it it has the effect that I wanted to, and it does justice to this amazing, important cause that it represents, and to the amazing sacred place that we live in. And to me, that's just still hard to get my head around. <laughs> is is all the work that you do commissioned by someone, an organization uh, or individual? It, it, it is. Um, in, my, in this part of my career, um, my monumental work is commissioned. Um, I, earlier on, and I still do, you know, sell limited edition bronzes of different types on my website. BaharaStudios.com, um, but those were ones that I originally created myself to tell a story, often through the animal form, because I think animals are very pure, and I think sometimes our hearts can open up a little more easily through the image of an animal than through an image of a person, and we can get a message across that spans both the human and the animal kind message about love, for example. A lot of my pieces are about love, and essentially I think they all are. Deep down, they are about some form of love. In this case, the pledge is about both love and duty, and it's that, you know, combination of almost, you know, war, peace, love, duty. Uh, it's, it's, it's a powerful subject. Uh, so, yeah, I would say my work's mostly been about that in one shape or another. Have Have you ever turned down a commission because you didn't perhaps agree with the message? No, I, that's never happened to me. Uh, no, no one's ever asked me to do anything that I felt was wrong. <laughs> I mean, if they did, if I did feel something was wrong, I would have to turn it down. You know, I think you have to be true to yourself and whatever you do, uh, authentic and true and, you know, 
Yeah. And I know you've done sculptures that that are standing all over the world. Um, and and I'm sure you put your heart and soul into every commissioned work that you do. But do you have some favorites? Well, um, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like your kids, and I have a lot of them in this case in this analogy. Well, uh, I, bet. I do no kids, but but no, honestly, fair question. I mean, I would have to say, you know, truthfully, you put a different so much love and energy goes into everything that I do. And um, I treat it as equal, whether it's somebody commissioned me to do their favorite as who passed away, or whether it's the pledge. I think you have to bring the same intention and, and ability and uh, to it. Uh, so um, I would I would say some monuments definitely stand out uh, for me. Um, would be like the first one I ever did, which is our country's first monument to our war dogs, officially the the Always Faithful Monument unveiled at the Pentagon in 1994 and dedicated uh, at the U.S. Naval Base on Guam at the War Dog Cemetery, where so many of these dogs um, really served, and sadly some died too in service to mankind, and what a job they did in World War II. But that opened my eyes to the great gen- greatest generation, and that just opened my heart to so our meeting those those guys from the greatest generation. And, and you know what? No matter what monument I've done through time or where I've done it in the world, it's always so emotionally moving. People love the animal-human bond as well. And the veterans don't ask for recognition and law enforcement as well. They do so much for us. It's always an honor to do a sculpture for them. And they don't want recognition for themselves. They want it for their animals. And that further moves me to be inspired by by their service and the kind of people they are, um, so many of them. So it's um, uh, other monuments that stand out are, um, I mentioned Stubby, our, our famous dog, our country's first dog of service from World War One. Stubby, great dog. Um, he was a stray, and he, as I said, I could talk to you about this for five hours, okay? <laughs> but, well, I'm glad you didn't take the easy way out, Susan, and just say, <laughs> you know, the one I'm unveiling Saturday. <laughs> well, well, I want to finish. I mean, I, I should finish my thought. I mean, I think of famous uh, dogs of uh, Stubby. I think of Smokey of World War II that I captured. These are incredible stories. I think about John Dongdara and his dog Bart, the great uh, lead dog handler for SEAL Team 6, who sadly passed away when, when they had a terrible helicopter crash, crash uh, um, from the Taliban shooting a rocket grenade into the helicopter. And so uh, I did one for his family of him and his dog. Uh, there's ones like that. There's the one in France to all the animals who died, the 9 million animals who mm. died in World War One on the Western Front. And uh, then there's the pledge, and this is really a, a crown jewel of, of my work um, when you think about everything all considered. And, and my future monument, the one is going to be the National Service Animals Monument, and we have a website for that. Charity has taken it over, but it's my dream project and the artist. And it's going to be a, a national treasure for our country. It's going to be... Um, in celebration and in honor of all the service animals 
and their handlers who served since the founding of our country. You think about the horses, the dogs, the mules, the pigeons, the donkeys, all these animals, and then not just the war animals, but what about our law enforcement animals? You know, horses and dogs and our search and rescue. And then you have all the assistance animals and the guide dog pairs that help our veterans and our civilians. So this monument, for which we're now seeking the best location and also a bill in Congress to make it a national monument, a designated as such, um, this monument will serve to educate, inspire, and entertain, and do honor uh, to all of that, which will be very interesting. Uh, and um, if I could, can I tell you about the Purple Poppy movement? Uh, you're reading my mind, Susan. I was just oh, going to okay. ask okay. you if this oh, was good. connected to your uh, Purple Poppy campaign. Yes, yes. I was asked by the Australian War Animals Memorial Organization to bring this, who started this many years ago, to bring the symbol of the Purple Poppy, which is an international symbol in many countries, to the United States, which I did last year, and represented by... National Service Animals Day, February 24th. And so I designed a purple poppy pin, which people can actually uh, purchase. And when they do that, it does a lot of things. Number one, it helps support the building of the National Service Animals Monument. Uh, and number two, it helps raise awareness and support by having the movement and the pin. Uh, and we also sell it to groups who uh, can further their own related causes and uh, make some money for their good cause as well as help us build the monument. And then after the monument's built, the poppy movement will continue, the purple poppy movement, to educate and inspire the way the monument does children in schools everywhere we can, as they do in other countries, to raise the awareness, compassion, of what our animals do for us. And uh, and let's face it, they do it for us. They're very pure soul, and they're very valuable to us in many ways. So they save our lives, both emotionally and physically, and certainly deserve our recognition. More with internationally acclaimed sculptor of The Pledge, Susan Bahari. <laughs>
this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe. And save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed. 
a magical place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away hey this is first ward city councilman eric mays and you're listening to the tom sumner program more with internationally acclaimed sculptor of The Pledge, Susan Bahari, straight ahead. Susan, if you were to line up all of uh, the monuments that you've sculpted, could you walk along, if you line them up chronologically, could you walk along and, and actually see your life unfold? Well, I, I think what I would see, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned how I was so inspired by doing You Always Faithful, and, and uh, that was a long time ago. That was 1994. And so, um, yes, it's been a beautiful life to be able to, and blessed, really, to be able to uh, see how each of these pieces have been each so beautiful and important in their own way. And how they brought a lot of joy. I mean, I really want my work to bring joy. And so through the years, I've seen how they have brought joy uh, from so many people, um, in, in no matter where they are, and how um, also my work has evolved to the point that now we're talking about a National Service Animals Monument uh, and the pledge today, the pledge of Arlington National Cemetery. That was something that I sort of had a dream of, uh, I mean, thought about when I was first starting and walking in that very spot, not knowing, not, not, I think it was even before there was a women's memorial there. I thought, wow, look at these monuments. Wouldn't it be something one day to have a monument here? And I thought, oh, what a something beauty. <laughs> well, so what, it took how many years? <laughs> The, 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 let me say the journey was well worth it. <laughs> well, I just I just wondered if if there would be something you would recognize that maybe others wouldn't in these works that you've done that would um, you know remind you of where you were and and you know at different points in your life emotionally and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have a rich personal life that's outside my art life, um, but I would say that I wouldn't see it, I wouldn't be really combining it with that personal side of my life. I would see it more as the unfolding and the meaning behind each of the monuments, Ah. what made each of them special and how each one was unique and how I wanted to do each one for a different and important reason. Well, Susan. Bruce, you, by the way, I left something out. President Bush's dog Sully, I did in December. That was very special. Really, and yeah, and is that know, at the library? At, yes, it's at the uh, President the George H. W. Bush Presidential Library Museum in College Station, Texas, last December, in honor of his uh, one-year anniversary of his passing. We celebrated um, the fact that he had his beloved dog Sully. Uh, was that dog that some people might have seen at his coffin? Yeah. There, was that the and just tore our hearts open. 
I knew I had to scope that dog, and that was an amazing, amazing experience as well. And that does exist, that does stand in a beautiful exhibit at that wonderful museum library. Well, Susan, um, we're we're just about out of time, um, but you're fascinating to talk to, and um, you know, kudos for all of your accomplishments. I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. You mentioned uh, once your uh, your website, but I thought maybe you might want to share it again. Yes, so please visit um, my last name, Bahari Studios, B as in boy, A-H-A-R-Y, like yes, BahariStudios.com. And from there, you can learn more about everything else I've talked about, <laughs> including <laughs> the National Service Animals Monument and the Purple Poppy, and that has its own website, too. Uh, and you can get there from, from there. And also, we'll be streaming it on Facebook. The Pledge Unveiling will be streaming at the, um, on Facebook at the Women's Memorial site and Bahari Studios. And I want to thank the United States War Dogs Association and the Women's Memorial and oh, sure. Dog, I want to say that the U.S. War Dogs Association is amazing, how they support our active duty personnel abroad with critical equipment, how when they come home, they help bring them to, they, they adopt the dogs out, they raise, give money for their health care, and how the Women's Memorial is the single most important repository in our United States for all this information to educate, to inspire, to honor. And they want people to register their service and their family service in their registry. So I'd like to, to add that as well. Well, Susan, thank you so much for spending the, uh, this uh, this time with me this morning. And best of luck with the unveiling. What time is the unveiling? Well, it's Saturday Eastern time. It's from 2 to 3.30. So you okay. can stream it then. And then it's open to the public starting Sunday with tickets free. Excellent. Well, Susan, best of luck with uh, with the unveiling on Saturday, and uh, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Take care. Okay, bye. That was uh, international, uh, internationally acclaimed sculptor Susan Bahari, uh, the artist uh, behind the sculpture The Pledge, which is being unveiled Saturday um, at the... Uh, Military or at the uh, Women's Memorial at Arlington National Cemetery. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight.
not ready to turn his back on you You think you left the smoke screen Well, let me clear the fog You ain't fooling no one but the dog
you pilots get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.